There are lots of different ways you could start a podcast. You could start it like this. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's Or this. Welcome to this new podcast from the BBC. The first episode will arrive within the next seven days. We hope you enjoy it. Or even this. I'm sure there's a podcast that starts like this. But I'm going to start mine like this. Welcome to Last Orders. It's a podcast about beer and about books and probably about anything that occurs to me, really. I'm Debbie Canavan, and my title here, I think, is assistant cleaner, labourer, <laughs> retail person, well, yeah, just gen, and a bit of brewing occasionally. And where are we? Where are we standing right now? We're standing in the heart of Broccoli Brewery. On, in fact, I'm standing on the Bund. On the on the what? Bund Sorry? area. This is the called bund. the Bund. Fantastic. One of the things I love about brewing is it's got such <laughs> a rich bond. vocabulary and such words. So tell us, tell us a bit, little bit about the brewery. We're in something that looks like. I don't know what it, you tell us what this building used to be. It's like a it's like a sort of huge garage, really. It's like a big garage. What did this used to be, and when did the brewery start? This was a builder's workshop for about. 20, 40 years, something like that. A roof was put on in the 1950s, 1960s, and it's been used for a whole range of purposes ever since. And then the guy that owned it decided it was too much hassle, so he just stored things in here. And then when we were looking for uh, potentially a place to brew, we cycled past one day and peered in the holes in the window (laughs) and saw that it was full of junk. And then started making inquiries and found the guy that owned it, and he was so excited about the project, he rented it out to us because prior to that people had asked him over the decades and he wasn't happy to do so so we were very very lucky we're a five barrel plant which means in sort of ordinary terms people understand we do at 40 casks of beer a, w- a week so that's what our turnover is what kind of beer can you tell us i think there are three main kinds of beer that you specialize in can you tell us a little bit about each one of those our lightest ale is our golden ale and that's um, a kind of European hops mix so that it's a kind of a hybrid ale to attract the lager drinker who might be a bit frightened of beer. And then we've got our traditional pale ale, which uses the traditional recipe for, for pale ales. And then we've got a red ale, which is slightly stronger and it's got American hops in it. So that's kind of quite a very hoppy taste and quite quite a, a number and then the porter oh yeah sorry i'm going to talk about the porter so i've got i've got <laughs> half a pint of that here i'm just cheekily tasting porter is my as must admit it's my favorite of your beers tell us a bit about the porter it is delicious yeah the porter is our kind of more towards the stouts uh, uh, and guinness sort of market um and that's a very rich chocolatey coffee kind of flavored porter there's been a huge explosion in craft beer just lately. Why do you think it's suddenly taken off and do you think it's sustainable? Is it going to carry on? I think this has taken off because in, in the same way that the people want a good food offer in London and, and everywhere now, but particularly London seems to be, you know, five years ago there wasn't anywhere to eat locally and now there's a plethora of places, great places to eat and there's a broccoli food market. And, and likewise, it kind of fits in that people are actually looking for some quality things to drink. And I think there's 
I can't remember the number now, but I think it's getting towards 70, even higher number in of breweries, a small breweries mushroom in, in London. Just a huge interest, and people now want good quality local stuff that's got some provenance rather than supermarket produce, which um, is quite frankly, you know, dull and not very good. But I think we will be here in five years' time. We might possibly expand a bit more because we can't seem to brew enough beer for the thirsty people of South London. <laughs> You've touched on that a bit, but I want to know a bit more about why you're here, why Broccoli? We're in, just in case people listening don't know where Broccoli is, it's in the London borough of Lewisham, it's in South East London. Tell us a bit about what kind of area it is, and is obviously Broccoli's in the name of your brewery, you could have called your brewery anything at all, but you called it Broccoli Brewery. The area must be important to you in some way. Tell us a bit more about that. There's a group of us that work together in the brewery, so there's seven of us that we share the work we're not a cooperative but we're set up more or less a democratic kind of principles a lot of us live in broccoli and love broccoli it just seemed very fitting that it deserved its own named brewery and it goes very well bbc see very good so yeah so um yes it is important to us and just broccoli is a is a great place i mean i moved here in 87 and and knew i fell in love with it because it's the mix of um well just mix of people and the the area is just quite interesting and there's great parks and fields so it's just yeah it's a very good place to to be if we want to try your beer or buy it where do we go and uh, yeah what do we do well on friday evenings and saturdays we're open for the public to come and purchase some beer we always give tasters we're also looking to open a bar here on saturday afternoons so we've put an application to local council and we've trialed that and it went very well or there's a whole range of pubs and bars in london and all the details on the website because there's probably about 30 maybe 40 places now that stock either the fresh ale or the bottles can you give us the website address it's broccolibrewery.co.uk. That's strangely logical. Yeah. <laughs> it threw me there. Do I know what it is? Yes, it's broccolibrewery.co.uk. Broccolibrewery.co.uk. Well, thank you very much. Um, I was lucky enough to attend a brew school here at the brewery, so I can um, vouch for the fact that you've got well, you've got more than one strand, haven't you, to what you're doing as well. So it's not just beer. It's not just selling beer, but you're also helping people understand about how brewing works. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about what was going on today? Because Joe, who who works in the brew school, was here today. He was brewing beer. He wasn't teaching people how to brew beer. What was he doing? He was was talking to folk coming in about the brew school. He's an expert home brewer, and he's passionate about it all, and he's very experimental in his brewing. So he came to us and suggested running a brew school, and we thought it would be a fantastic idea because there's a huge demand out there for people that want to you know roll their sleeves up and get to know about what the process is and, and make their own beer on these premises and it's been very successful he's run several now and some more to come over the summer and uh, i think it's usually a bit of a waiting list isn't it for the brew school when yeah. do you think you might be running some more we've got some places left in june so i know that i think the may ones maybe there might be one or uh, two two sessions running in may and i think it's one place on each left and then some in june and more to come after that because it's a very big demand for them. Okay, and I can certainly vouch for that. I did a, a day, I was lucky enough to get a last-minute cancellation on the brew school. Spent a day in a brewery making beer. Joe is an absolutely fantastic cheater. Excellent soup for lunch, and we got to sample some of your beer as well, so I can't think of a better way of spending a Sunday. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so I mean, everyone seems to love it and kindly tweeted and sent in photographs of their marvellous beers afterwards. So, yeah, we, we get a lot of feedback from it and we really enjoy that 
connection with people. We're also involved in the Broccoli Max this year uh, festival and the street art festival that's happening at the same time. We're getting a special summer ale brewed for that and we're contributing towards supporting the art festival. One great event that's happening with the street art event is that we're getting a gorilla knitting person coming to do a talk here. In the brewery? In the brewery. She's going to talk about um, her experience of gorilla knitting and so... Fantastic. So yeah. gorilla knitting in a brewery. Yeah, it's a perfect combination. Uh, so again, can't remember the dates of that, but it's all on the website. One thing that disappointed me about the brew school, I turned up and it, it, we were all middle-aged blokes with beards, which is kind of what you might expect, but I was a little bit disappointed. What are your thoughts on that and encouraging women to brew their own beer at home? Yeah, I, funnily enough, when people were booking the uh, brew school I was like oh this is good there's a whole batch of women that must be coming of course they were buying them for their partners or their dads <laughs> so when I turned up on that Sunday it was like oh where are all the women and then I twigged so yes there's a lot of women that are interested in beer and perhaps we all run a, a women only brew school it might be a way to kind of you know encourage that and we did actually when we had us promoting the, the first brew school in fact the, it was a promotional um, trial run we, we asked we took a had a call out on the Broccoli Central for women to come forward because we, there was a lot of men that were on it and we were trying to get women. And we did get a couple. But, you know, maybe there needs to be more. I'm Joe Ringwood and I'm the homebrew tutor at Broccoli Brewery. I've been lucky enough to attend one of your brew schools and I made a porter, which is absolutely delicious. But could you tell me how brew school works? What do you do? Basically, we just do a scaled-down version of the method that Broccoli Brewery use and a lot of real-ale breweries use in the UK, using a single infusion mash of an all-grain method. So we use the raw materials of the grains, the barleys, and torrefied wheat and some other speciality malts. We infuse those, we mash those with warm water in order to invoke enzymic reactions which um, convert complex sugars into simple sugars fermentable sugars sugars that the yeast likes to metabolize and turn into alcohol and yeah so that's the important bit of the process isn't it getting the sugars into alcohol but also can you tell me a little bit about the flavor where does the flavor come in that process there's lots of different flavor compounds that come out of the malt but a lot of the ales that i've designed for the brew school a majority of the flavor profile comes from the hot profile so the uh, rather aggressive American hops that we have in in Southern. But your porter, for example, a lot of the flavour would have come from the roasted barley and the chocolate malt, which will give you the more malty sweet flavours and the chocolatey flavours, and the slight bitterness from the roasted barley. And the the hops just counter the the sugary sweetness, so you're just bittering to, to counter the sweetness of the beer, basically. Yes, and the hops, I was quite surprised. It's a very small quantity of hops compared to the quantity of all the other ingredients, isn't it? It's a small ingredient that you add later in the process. Yeah, basically we um, take off all the sugary brown liquid after steeping the, uh, the grain in warm water, and that's called wort, the sugary brown liquid, and we boil it up with the hops. For a general porter like yours, we added uh, English hops. I think it was the East Kent Goldings, was it? Yep. And um, I can't remember which other ones you used. I can't remember that, but yeah. It might be probably Fuggles or Brown Fuggles, Cross. Fuggles, yeah. There's a compound in the hops called alpha acid. And by boiling it, isomerization turns it into iso-alpha acid. And that's what gives us the bitter flavour on our palate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we use hops in the boil. The first hops we put on in are called beer in hops. And that's to get these iso acids out. And then later on we can add flavouring hops to get other flavour compounds out of the hops. And then right at the end you can um, put more hops in and 
that um, contributes to the aroma of the beer. So the, the hops went in at the point, I seem to remember we, we were boiling, were we boiling it at that point? We were yeah, boiling to, our worts? Yeah, you have to have a rolling boil on the wort for two reasons. One is for the isomerization process to, to commence. And the other reason is um, to aerate the wort. So it has to be quite a, an aggressive boil to get oxygen okay. into the wort. What was that other process we did where we ran hot water through what was left in our, in our mash tun? So tell me a bit about that. In the mash tun, you mix in your grain with warm water to promote an enzymic reaction that breaks down complex sugars into simpler sugars that the um, yeast is able to metabolize and then convert into alcohol and carbon dioxide. After we've done the mash process, what we do is we run warm water for it at 75 to 80 degrees and this is called sparging we use a batch sparge method i love that word sparging Sparging, yeah i think it's a scottish invention if i remember rightly but i might be misquoted on that so (laughs) um, and what does that do why do we do that sparging just is uh, the most efficient way to get as much uh, as many of the simple fermentable sugars out of the grain as possible so by running the warm water for it it picks up any residual sugars that might have been clinging onto the grain basically we just put a um, number of litres of warm water on top of the grain bed and just let it slowly percolate through the grain and pick up sugars on its way basically we have eight people per class it runs on Sundays uh, normally one or two Sundays uh, a month but it's not really regular you know it's uh, quite sporadic but their dates are on the website if anyone wants to look the eight people split off into twos. You have to find someone who wants to brew the same type of beer as you. I normally give three recipes out. So when you came, it was uh, the porter, the red ale, and the powwow that I've created. And they're not Brockdy's recipes. They're my own homebrew school recipes. But if you find a partner who, who you want to work with and they want to make an IPA, we can do that. And you want to make a, a stout, we can do that. But it, we're restricted slightly by the ingredients. But as, as, as long as we have the ingredients here, I can create a recipe on the spot and we can do that. So you go off into your pairs, you end up making a 23-litre batch. You take 10 litres of your beer home with you at the end, go and ferment it off at home, bottle it and enjoy it in a few weeks' time, basically. It was a great day out. I can thoroughly recommend it. You get to spend a day in a brewery making beer. Can't think of anything better. Tasting beer as well, that's important. Tell me a little bit about what you were brewing today. What You were doing a demonstration brew, is that right, in the brewery? Yeah, to promote the brewery school, I, I wanted to brew something a little bit more outlandish than, you, than uh, what I normally do, so I did a hazelnut milk stout. It's going to be interesting, it's just a basic milk stout recipe with uh, using lactose, which is the sugar that you find in, that's present in milk. It's a non-fermentable sugar, so it's unfermentable. So basically that stays in the beer, so it makes it sweet and rich and luscious and beautiful. And I use lots of uh, rolled oats in there as well to make it really viscous and thick and, and luxurious, basically. And I'm going to add a hazelnut extract before bottling when primary fermentation is finished. So if we have chocolate flavours and hazelnut flavours, have we got a sort of Nutella of beers here? Well, hopefully. I, I, I could have gone one step further and used, like, cocoa nibs and stuff to get more chocolatey, but I did whack loads of chocolate malt in there to try and uh, get some chocolate flavour in there. So uh, let's hope. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to, uh, to that being ready. When will that be ready, do you think? Uh, I, wouldn't, I would like to let it mature a bit more and then condition nicely in a bottle, so at least a month, I would say. OK, so in a month's time. Can we catch up with you in a month to find out how it turned out? Yeah, definitely. I'll bring a couple of bottles down to the brewery and we'll uh, have a little tasting sh- session and uh, you can tell me if it's any good or not. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much.